You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, cool. It's the final word, the New Zealand Australia Daily Day for it. Wellington, Jeff Lemon, Adam Collins, the show brought to you by Seabus Super. And uh, well, the sun is shining. We're, we're in the basin. We're not just on the basin. We're next to the plug hole. We are circling the drain, as New Zealand did today, which you're going to tell us all about in the space of 30 seconds. Ravindra and Mitchell resumed at 3 for 1, 11. They needed to be batting until probably halfway through today to make chase of 370, 369 realistic. Mm-hmm. Instead, they batted for half an hour, losing two wickets in three balls to Nathan Lyon when he swung around to the Adelaide Road and he took three for two at one stage, finishes with six for 65, New Zealand lose seven for 85 on the day, all at 196 Australia win by 172, they're the numbers they retain the trophy in one test, which is annoying because you know it shouldn't be wrapped up as quickly as it is, but that's the way these things go. Cameron Green, man of the match for his 174 not out. Well, Pat Cummins after the game said, again, three test series, let's do that please. Yep. It doesn't feel right to, to be playing across two tests, etc. It's been talked about by the CEOs of both the Australian board and the New Zealand board. So, you know, watch this space. Um, I th- I'm, I'm upbeat about where that's going. I was less upbeat about the game today. I, you know, I mean, you know it's not going to happen. But I was coming here thinking, well, if... Just, there was the Ratchan Ravindra um, factor. There was that. The, the fact that this kid, and he is still a kid, and I know maybe it sounds condescending, it's not, but he's a young player who's just come into international cricket, and we've talked about it before. He's so breezy, he's so calm, he doesn't look fast. He was like, yeah, cool, I'm just making World Cup hundreds, no big deal. I just made a test double hundred, yeah, whatever. This is chill, you know, I'm just going to play some Xbox after this. And, and I was like, well, if anyone's going to be able to not be caught up in the the, the size of the task and just bat mm. and make 150 and give him a chance i was like well he's he's the guy and he kind of he kind of was that for half an hour he looked pretty good and then you know they, they were working on his cut shot basically nathan lyon said yeah. after the game I've, I've never bowled with three points before um they basically damien martin him and were bowling a bit short to him like they were feeding the cut shot and in the end he cuts one two point and He's caught, and that's it. I thought the first half an hour was really interesting. So they, they almost drop anchor. 
you know, they, they so resumed on three, added 15 runs in the first half an hour. One of that was a streaky boundary. Ravindra only added three runs to his overnight score before he's caught at point by Cameron Green, which is clearly the turning point. Very similar to the World Test Championship final where Australia bowled extremely tightly on the final day there. India needed a further 280 runs on that occasion. Uh, New Zealand needed 258 today. On, mm-hmm. on, in both instances, they were three down and had someone at the crease. In India's case, Coley. In, in, in New Zealand's case, uh, Ravindra. But Mitchell too, who you could yep. identify as the prospective match winner, yep. having looked good the afternoon before. So we always do this when we work in this caper. When we're in the fourth innings and there's an overnight, we get excited about the chasing team, mm-hmm. even if the task is a, a significant one, a considerable yep. one, given their target was so big, 369. So everything needed to go right. But as soon as Ravindra cut that ball and fell into that trap, it felt like the oxygen just completely was let out of the you know the air was mm. let out of the balloon right mm. everyone around the ground knew at that point that Australia were more than likely to run through them and so they did second ball blundell caught it short leg yeah. there were so many batters caught it short leg or, or um, leg slip through the course of the test match you look at that surface right now behind us being watered when we were here four days ago before the test started that was you know, 16 milli, milli, millilitres Millimeters. Even that seagull is down leg side. Everything's <laughs> yeah. going down leg side. Uh, uh, millimetres of millimeters. grass on it. You know, we, we used to talk about Adelaide when they first started the pink ball test match leaving 10 millimetres on and it being you know, a, a forest. Well, mm. there, it was even more here, more than there was on the outfield. I think it was 12 millimetres on the outfield, 16 okay. millimetres on the pitch. And the way the pitch actually played in practice was that it did turn a lot. 12 millimetres in the sheets, 16 <laughs> millimetres in the streets. Uh, and it did turn a lot throughout. And Glenn Phillips, uh, it was a sign of what was to come when he had the ball turning square. Mm yesterday and indeed line albeit in a brief spell on day two when he picked up four weeks didn't get quite yeah. get it right but that was tail end slogging more than you know that, sure. that, that didn't seem like I mean, yes it was turning for line and, and so yeah. that it was more like a presaging what was to come it was a matter of time thing right yeah. it was like at some point this is going to be a, a surface that really takes to spin and Lyon made the most of that and he just overwhelmed sides so let's just do a bit of line stuff here right 527 test <laughs> wickets he overtook Courtney Walsh this week only five bowlers an hour ahead of him yep uh, he's 36 and talking about playing for four more years who knows four more years four more years could be yep. you know he's the kind of guy I can see still playing international cricket he's in his the 40s. Joe Biden of off spin bowling yeah he Joe just keeps going <laughs> Joe Biden, president when he's 86, Nathan Lyon, bowling off breaks when he's 86 as well. We'll see. Um, well, yeah, he's, he's only, he's what, 40 short of Glenn McGrath, less than. Glenn McGrath's, what, 50 to 5.64, I think, and Lyon would be up to like 5.27. Yeah, 5.27, I'm pretty sure. So it was back-to-back 10-wicket yep. bags against New Zealand. One was a long time ago at the mm-hmm. SCG before the pandemic when the world was very different. One here back at a Gramary Baldwell eight years ago. So... Yeah, there's the Lion story here. Uh, 10 for 108, I think, become his yep. match figures, which uh, is better than Fifth Bill time. O'Reilly's 10 for here in 1946, which I think was 10 for a little bit more. No, that can't be right, because no, he took 9 for here. O'Reilly, okay. when they bowled him out for 46. Didn't want it enough. Uh, yeah, I've always right. said that about Tiger. Yeah. Um, there, aren't many, there aren't many spinners that have taken 10 wicket bags at the Basin. So. No. It's um, not a spinning joint. Uh, no, not traditionally. Traditionally, but in this game it was. New Zealand stuffed it. They didn't pick a specialist spinner. They didn't bowl the guy who was ragging the ball in the first innings when he might have been able to do something, which increasingly, I know it's hindsight, but even at the time I was like, why hasn't Phillips had a bowl? That seems odd. Like, just at least 
couple of overs, see what's going to happen. When when you've got a 10th wicket partnership putting on 100, you could probably afford to, to bowl the part-time spinner that you've selected. And also you can see what they'll do next week. They'll overcompensate at Christchurch, which has been a venue where spinners go to die. And you can see them picking Sartner, can't you? Even though Phillips has done a job here mm. and the balance of the side they've agreed to, um, O'Rourke, who knows, we're getting a, uh, an update on his fitness tomorrow. He did bat, but um, you'd assume he's not going to play back-to-back well, test matches as a young bowler with a clear niggle. I don't think they're going to lose anything if they pick Santner instead of their mediocre fourth seamer who shouldn't be here in the first place. So if they go that, but my point is is that if they want to keep the same configuration, mm. it's not going to be Will, Neil Wagner. We spoke about Wagner yeah. last night, maybe coming out of retirement a week after mm-hmm. pulling stumps while he was taking photos where we are you know, right now out in the middle afterwards with his family. So that's not going to happen. So New Zealand, if they want to keep the same configuration and replace O'Rourke and uh, omit Cougar line, that's tricky. I bet what they do instead is they pick Sartner uh, and they, um, they they twist when they should stick. Mm. When in hindsight, this is where, not that they would know, but this is where Sartner should have played ahead of Cougar line. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, it, it, it looked like they'd let themselves in for trouble as soon as Lyon bowled his first couple of balls in the second innings of the match um, and and saw it start to go. And yeah, he it felt inevitable today. It was turning so much. He like he couldn't stop the ball going down the leg side. Yeah. It was just turning so far that everything was, was basically going past the hip of the batters. He was bowling without a slip, which you rarely see, because he had the leg slip and, and a short leg. And he had a 2-7 for most of the yeah, day. You know, it was a, a backward point in the mid-off, and that was it on the offside. Yeah, and he, so even when he was bowling around the wicket, the ball was still shredding back to that side. He bowled over the wicket a couple of times and sent one sizzling over the, the middle stump as well and missed the bales by a centimetre or so. Um, so, yeah, he, he, he was dangerous all day. Blundell didn't have anything to offer, a little, little poke into the pad. The short leg, and then Phillips gets caught LBW, and that was... I mean, I wasn't expecting Phillips to be the match winner. I thought Phillips the kind of guy who could win you the game from 100 runs away, but exactly. not from 250 runs away. Yep. But he gets the classic line, round the wicket, straightened down the line, pinned in front. I'll come back to um, to what happened after that in the Hall of Fame. But, yeah, Phillips out cheaply, and that was it. Then it was a matter of time. It was it was Henry smoking a few, hitting a couple of sixes, why not? Um Southie hitting the six and getting out and uh, and then, well, it wrapped up pretty quickly. Quite liked all the Cummins line stuff today. So Cummins got line to bowl from this end, from the RA Vance stand end to start that I hadn't bowled from this end for the whole test match. The wind changed. It's like a southwesterly today. Yesterday he was running right up into it. I spoke to him before play and he's like, actually quite difficult even as an experienced bowler finding yep. a rhythm when it's blowing you know, something of a gale is hard even for him. Southwesterly is so, also a hat, isn't it? I don't know. Don't you wear like a, a sou'wester? Isn't that okay. a thing? Isn't that a British thing? I, did look I, th- I thought you would know more than me. Ma- you live there. I, uh, and I do wear hats occasionally as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm, you know I'm not a fan of hats. No. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll research it after this or so we'll hear about it in our, mm. we'll read about it in our YouTube comments. But no, Cummins had line operating from this end. It wasn't turning anywhere near as much. So he goes, no, you know what? Um, I'm going to bowl this end instead. We're going to go back to plan A. And that was the over. It took him mm. three balls to get Ravindra. And then there were three wickets in the space of his yep. first two overs. And then you're getting into the lower middle order. And, you know, Kugline had a had a whack for a while, which was always inevitable, hitting with the spin. And um, Daryl Mitchell batted through. Interesting that Mitchell didn't really at any point accelerate with the exception of one six straight back over the bowler's head. Like, mm. I kind of thought when he lost Ravindra, he might go, okay, oh, sorry, more when he lost Phillips, actually. Yes. Look, I'm... It's me or nobody. I'm going to have to do something absolutely ridiculous, and I I've got to kind of go now. I reckon. I reckon the situation is that at that point, Mitchell goes. I'm batting now with Matt Henry, and I'm batting next with Tim Southey, yeah. and neither of them can help themselves. No. They literally have one approach, and that is try to hit a six every third ball. Um, if you Southey every second ball, you know that's that's just there. You cannot stop them batting like that. So I guess in those partnerships, um, there was no point in him trying to 
also be the aggressor. He was like, cool, we'll let them do it, see if it comes off. Um, and then by the time, then he's batting with the 11. Yeah. So he didn't really have time to start hitting out at that point. Yeah, but that's yeah, true. Green picks up one, Hazelwood How about picks the ball green bowl, by the way? I mean, just mm. to back over that for a sec. So Green didn't get used in the first innings, didn't need him in the first innings. Bowled a ball at about 145 clicks. It jags back off the seam at the throat of Kugeline, gloves it in the air. I mean, that was, that was genuinely fast. And mm. that's the luxury Australia enjoy at the moment, that they don't really even need to use Green for his bowling. Now he's the number four. He can be a bit of an impact player. Whereas when he first came into the Australian side, there was a lot of focus on what he would bring with the ball. Mm. But it's such a balanced attack, and Lyon's never been better. Oh, by the way, he's, I know, you pay, needed. I know yeah. you pay attention to the Lyon average bit that we've done yeah, before. down to 30 point. It was 30 point, yeah, 30.3 something. That's the lowest it's been since the yeah. Adelaide Test Match of 2012, 2012 yep. which is his 15th Test Match. Yeah. This is his 128th. So I think my maths is that he needs six for none to go under 30. <laughs> so if he takes six wickets without conceding a run, he'll he'll go to 29. Okay. He'll do what Jimmy did when he's, as we said yesterday, had his average come down very, very quickly. So it was the Lions show. It was Mitchell last man out, which was um, a shame in a way because you know, probably deserved to bat through given how long he'd occupied the crease for mm. it. So a huge win here for Australia. We go to Christchurch in four days, unclear about how New Zealand will respond, knowing exactly what Australia will do. Zooming out a little bit, Australia have won a little bit ugly here. I mean, there are parts of the game that they won't be best pleased with. Cummins at the press conference said that himself, that they need to be more ruthless at different points in a test match, especially the third innings. And he's right to make that observation, all that 150-odd, when yeah. really they should have been setting New Zealand something they never had a chance of. Yeah, yeah, and th there was there was at least a chance overnight, even if it wasn't much of one. Um, so the, the 29th test together for the Cummins-Hazelwood-Stark-Lion quartet. So okay. they're extending that record. Um, 22 was the previous record, which was. Sobers, Wes Hall, Charlie Griffith, Lance Gibbs. All oh, right. Um, so, yeah, they're well ahead. This is only the seventh match together overseas, though. Most of those have been at home. Yep. Um, they've, they've only had a handful. The, the Sandpaper Tour, they played one in England and one somewhere else might have been Royal Pindy. They played together, didn't they, that four? They um, did. They did yeah. play together in Royal Pindy. Good memory. Yeah. So, um, look, they, they'll probably play together again in Christchurch and we'll be there and maybe it's time for the Hall of Fame. Why not? Let's do it. It's the final word, Hall of Fame, brought to you by Seabus Super. Our yep. great mates. Uh, Should be called Seabus Superb. Seabus Superb. Because they're superb returns, 8.89% yeah. on average in the default fund across 40 years. We got that wrong for a number of months. But you know what? That's okay because we always caveat it by saying their past performance isn't necessarily a reliable indicator of future performance. But uh, the, the onus has been on mm -hmm. all of us at different points of our lives to get our super sorted out, our retirement savings. I mentioned my parents. In fact, my dad formally retired only a couple of weeks ago. Did he? Um, he did. He retired three months early to beat the traffic. <laughs> Quite right. So he's retired from uh, being, which means he has um, yeah, access to super and he was in an industry fund early on and he's uh, reaping the rewards of that mm. in retirement which we all should uh, if we are uh, members of I was going to say members of the Australian economy what about citizens 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 of Australia yep. uh, so you can get that sorted out with cbussuper.com.au yep. hit up Jeff or me if you wish citizens of the land of the Pavlova thieves hit us up for that hit us up if you want a Glenn Maxwell t-shirt by the way I've got Rachel home mailing out t-shirts in England <laughs> over the last couple of days uh, let me know and um, we'll do that uh, post haste 20 quid for the shirt and 2 quid 50 for the postage um, Hall of Fame what have we got Hall of Fame uh, Tim Southey today hit his 87th 6 which means he levels Chris Cairns um, which is kind of nice from a New Zealand perspective. Chris Cairns hit a lot of sixes. He's only behind Brendan McCullum for New Zealand now, who hit 107. It's fitting it's here too, because Chris Cairns hit a inside-out 
cover drive uh, down Adelaide Road there against Australia, mm. against Shane Moore many years ago, and they talk of him hitting uh, the William Wakefield Monument, which, yep. by the way, I understand is controversial. I understand there's more to that um, than, than perhaps we let on in our preview with Brat the other day. Um, he hit it four times in one innings in a domestic game or wow. something like that. So over at Cow Corner for Chris Cairns, I suppose that makes sense. Celebrated um, by buying a second phone. Um, and and, and uh, he's not. I think he's... Half a dozen sixes away from reaching the top five. He overtakes Saywag. He's, he's equal eighth now. Lara's next, Lara's 88. Ne- Lara's only one away. And then Saywag's on 91. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm not actually sure that's... Yeah. The, I, I think I've arrived at the view that the Southie six-hitting thing yep. uh, is compensating for the fact that he doesn't really want to get in line with the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's also... It's, it's also that's a, that's been... a pretty nasty thing to say about a veteran that's given a lot to the game. But yeah. my sense is that he's making room and swinging because he doesn't want to get behind it. He... Uh, also, his batting's been pretty dreadful for years yeah, now. Yeah. Um, and so it's been a very sharp decline. So the six hitting is largely based on like his first three tests where he hit a whole bunch of them in a very short amount of time. And then it's been much slower since then. But still, he's up but there. Still. He's, he is a swing bowler who is in the top eight six hitters in the world. Um, and if he gets one more, he equals Lara. And that is just funny. Primarily, that's funny. That's, that's a funny thing to happen. A lovely moment today where Nathan Lyon was standing at square leg and he enjoyed like this long, jovial conversation with Maria Erasmus. Uh, Maria Erasmus, his 81st and final test match this week. What an amazing umpire he's been. Fewer test matches than Tim Southey's hit six. <laughs> 81 test matches, 124 men's one days, 43 men's T20s, 18 women's T20 internationals. He said he wants to have a quieter life and not travel quite so much. He's still at the peak of his powers. I don't think there many umpires that you'd rather have out in the middle than mm. Erasmus. And yeah, Nathan was saying that it's not just... Because um, obviously spinners and umpires are, are talking all the time. Yep. He's like, he's actually a friend. Mm. Um, over the years, you spend so much time on, on the circuit sure, together, yeah. which isn't to, for a moment, question the, uh, the professionalism of an umpire, more just re- reflecting the realities of being on the road quite so much so yeah um, a, a nod to Maria Erasmus um, enjoy your retirement you certainly earned it um, and, and, my, and that he's apparently aware of the existence of the Taylor Swift Daisy Cutter meme is. which he won't is. mean much to you if you don't know what it is but you know you've got the internet you can figure it out I did tell Abby Slade yesterday that um, that, that had um, that had reached uh, Maria we spent about half an hour on the radio yeah. talking about it yesterday which was quite good fun so yes the, the Taylor Swift my, my dear friend Maria Erasmus on stage at the MCG in front of 90, 96,000 um, that, that didn't happen but he's aware that, <laughs> um, that the meme suggested that it did and certain news organisations yep. reported it as fact which is just chef's which kiss which is beautiful um, I've got it goes with the photo of her bowling left arm wrist spin um, which, <laughs> yes that's which, right which is another great cricketing moment and what else? I've got one more which is okay. Glenn Phillips bit um, where he is absolutely nailed he oh, is, he is he walks plum. off he's plum as can be he's so plum that he walks for an LBW before the fingers even gone up and Daryl Mitchell runs down and goes hey, hey, hey hang on you got to review that because we've got we've still got three and we don't have many wickets in hand and he's like fine he reviews it and then he continues walking off the field I've never seen a batter walk twice for an LBW yeah it was great wasn't it it, it, it was it was Erasmus giving um, the, the, the league before him to Nathan I suppose that's the last league before and yeah. that would have been the easiest pitching in line this with off hitting in Line with middle and hitting three quarters of the way up middle and leg. It was um, it was perfect from line yeah. as you described before, and it was nice they had that bit. And yeah, good that Phillips. I saw Phillips and Line having a chat before play today, and mm-hmm. you know just about what their experiences were with the surface and yep. the pace of the pitch. And yeah, oh, you bowl off spin, mate. Yeah, I bowl off spin. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was more Phillips initiating the conversation, bet, put it that yeah. way. But it was nice anyway. Uh, my only other one is a kid who was um, the kid who was. Did he catch the kid hanging over the rail with the wisdom all week? Did you no, see him? I don't know, eleven or twelve. 
reminded me a little bit of uh, me. Mm, uh, he yep. was uh, very persistent about getting autographs. Had his 2021 Wisdom Cricketers Almanac. Okay. Had all of the photos um, tagged. Uh, um, what you call it? He had them all um, clipped up, ready to go. Okay. So when the players came by, they could sign photos of themselves in yeah, his wow. almanac. Uh, and they were listeners to the coverage over here on SENZ, which was quite quite cool as well. Yeah, no more than 10 or 11. Um, I told him that he could listen to what we do on the mm. final word. So I'm not sure what your name is, young fella, but anyone that's hanging over the rail trying to get cricketers to sign an almanac at your age has got probably a career doing what we're doing and will overtake what we do sooner rather than later. That's beautiful. You might look. You might have some quiet teenage years on the romance front. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna presage that. That's the second time I've used that word today. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. In the Olympics <laughs> later in the year, the uh, the dressage or the pressage. Never done it before, but uh, here I am doing it twice in a day. It's obviously in my head. But yes, you look. You'll get through those years. It's fine. You'll hit your twenties. Everything fills out at some point, um, yeah. and things things stabilise back to the mean over time. Don't worry. Hang in there. Okay, now life advice from Jeff uh, on the way out of our final episode in Wellington. We will record a weekly episode from here tomorrow. I don't know where we're going to do that. We'll do it somewhere nice. Have you been to the War Memorial yet? Don't know, I don't think so. I think we might mm. go over there. It's okay. absolutely beautiful. Um, so uh, either way, we'll do a weekly app tomorrow. There'll be a story time that also comes out that we forgot to publish last week. Whoops. Between now and the uh, Christchurch uh, test, yep. there'll be the preview for Christchurch with you and me. There'll be the preview for Durham Sharla with Charlotte. Cam and me. I'll do it down the line with Cam. Uh, there'll be an episode with Cam and an Indian journo. I'm not sure who's got set up two days out from that on YouTube only. That won't be on the feed, but it will be the video doing the round. So another busy week for the final word after a busy week here in Wellington. We've absolutely loved being here. Eight years ago... When we finished our, uh, our video for the organisation we were working for at the time, we ran through the sprinklers. Um, I don't think we're going to do that now. Um, that would be uh, over the top. gone off. I think they've actually gone off. We'd have to go all the way out to, um, um, to Deep Mead Wicket to yes. do that. But great memories of being here then, uh, as they were this week, and let's hope it's not too long before we return to the Windy City. Yes. All right, that's it. It's been the final word. A daily New Zealand Australia Daily, day four. From Wellington, Jeff Lemmer, Adam Collins. Thanks to CBUS. If you like what we do, patreon.com slash the final word. And if you're going to be in Christchurch, we'll have a pub meetup there on one of the nights. Not sure which one yet. We'll figure it out. Listen to the podcast. That's how you know. That's how you know. We'll see you soon. Ta da. Sorry if I ran out to empty, wrote this so you know what I meant. I had to go about it.